Blog Talk Radio. Join us for the Wellness Journey Live with Linus with Mullins. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual renewal. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Lennox. Hi, this is Linus of PraiseWorks and Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine, and I am so glad to be with you on this particular uh, episode of the Wellness Journey Live. I am always excited to share with you information that I think uh, will resonate when it comes to pursuing wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. You know, I really do feel that we can be, I, I would say, captain own ship but there's female captains also yes captains of our own ship captains of our destiny there are things that we are supposed to be doing and everything that we need to accomplish those tasks to accomplish whatever it is that we were placed on this earth to do everything we have and everything we need is within ourselves these stumbling blocks sometimes could be in how we tap that and how we buy into the fact that that is truly a fact that you really are good enough for the things that you want to do with your life. And today, I'm very excited because we have an expert that's going to talk with us a little bit about especially how to achieve that bliss, that joy, that happiness, that ultimate fulfillment after 40. We have with us today Jen Justice, and she is the creator of Bliss After 40. She's a mindset coach and an authenticity advocate. And as is uh, to the tradition on the Wellness Journey Live, I always ask our guests to kind of tell us about themselves rather than me go on and on about how wonderful they are. I think it's a great opportunity for Jen to share with you uh, who she is and how she came to be a mindset coach and authenticity advocate and why she's so passionate about the need to be authentic. Jen, welcome to the Wellness Journey Live today. So glad to have you. Thank you, Linus. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you know, I'm going to start off right away asking you a question that we really didn't discuss, but I know you know the answer to it. I have, first of all, please tell, before I get into that question, please tell the audience a little bit about you and how you became so passionate about authenticity and the need for us to tap into that. Well, I think for most of us who enter this field, it, it's born out of our own journey. You know, it was through my own struggle to find my authentic self that I ended up focusing on this area and doing the research that I've done and becoming an expert on authenticity. I, was, I spent many years in education and realized that um, the children in the classrooms actually were not learning how to be authentic and that one of the first things I had to teach them to do was to conform in order to be successful in the classroom. And I realized that was not in line with my personal philosophy, and it was something I could no mm-hmm. longer do. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, mm-hmm. that's when I, I left the classroom and I started pursuing information about authenticity. And I, I discovered that it really is in our 40s that we're, we become more open to this idea. And I think it's because we come into that awareness that life is not really honoring us. You know, we've, we've been told how we're supposed to live 
and we followed, you know, these these guidelines, these instructions that seem to be in place in our social structures, and we hit our mm-hmm. 40s and we realized, you know what, this this is not the life I want to live. And it's really mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. 40s, and I think women especially, we really come into our power, you know, when we hit that decade. That's when we get serious about really following our bliss. And when I say that name, bliss right. after 40, you know, women in yes. the, women who are over 40, they grin, right? Women under 40, they just it right, doesn't right. quite, you know, they don't quite get it. But women over 40, they, they know immediately what I'm referring to. And I'm not talking about, you know, ecstasy and pleasure. I'm talking about bliss. I'm talking about really being in tune with our purpose, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that there's supposed to be meaning in our life and using that as our guidepost. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you, Jen, um, I've heard that word, and I think a lot of us have just recently, this whole idea about authenticity and being authentic and all of that. Uh, What is it really? What is your definition of authentic and being, uh, you know, uh, entering into a life of where you get a chance to really implement authenticity? Well, I actually started my company with this because I imagine a world where more women are in tune with their strengths and interests. You know, I think it's, it's rare that you come across younger women, and I think, you know, even, even women in their 40s and beyond, unless they have made a decision to pursue authenticity, there's a good chance they don't really know who they are, you know, that they haven't done the mm-hmm. work to really explore mm-hmm. their, own, their own strengths and their, their values, you know, which really I think is at the core of living authentically is being intentional mm-hmm. and defining those values so that you can use those as guideposts for the, the myriad of decisions. I mean, we face so many decisions every day, and most of us are just reacting. But if you, mm-hmm. if you know who you are, if you have defined those values, then you can live intentionally, you know, and you can use those values Every time you come across a decision, it, it's easy to make those decisions because you've got those guideposts in place. That's interesting because we have a tendency to uh, live in a reactive state all the time. We're constantly reacting to everything around us. And then I guess what I hear you saying is that if we move into a life of authenticity, uh, there are some things we're not going to react to because that's really not about what we are. It's really no need for us to deal with that particular issue because it's not what sustains us, what fuels us. It's not part of that Geiger counter that we should be using in terms of what we need to be doing to get to those goals and objectives that we set for ourselves. That's absolutely what I'm saying. Yes. I think if you are coming from this authentic place, you end up having this um, this decision-making tool, right? Because it's, it's forefront mm-hmm. in your mind. And you have already Set your course. I love that you said that at the beginning, that we can be the captains of our ship. And I think that's what living authentically is all about. It's that intention. It's knowing mm-hmm. who you are, what you want your life to, to look like, and coming from that place for every decision that you make. So we have a pretty good idea now of what authenticity is and, you know, how it can help define us, help us to move forward. But Let's kind of go back a little bit and let's talk about a little bit. How do we not living an authentic life? 
Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to borrow a little information from somebody. I'm glad you asked that. I actually recently led an article study for an audience of women who were at a personal development seminar. And the author listed three signs that you're not living authentically. And I should give proper credit to, to Panache Desai. Yeah, he wrote this article for the Huffington Post. It's a great article. But he talked about one sign is that you feel you're floundering, right? And I think this, this is where I was. You know, you're experiencing prolonged boredom or sadness. You can't seem to inject any enthusiasm into those things that used to excite you. You know, and I think that's, mm. that's, that's a very good sign that you need to, you know, take a look inward. Um, he also talks about maybe there's something out of whack. You know, like maybe your house has been on the market for months and won't sell, or maybe you're constantly fighting with your spouse or one of your children. Maybe you feel there's just never enough money. You know, I think this is something mm-hmm. all of us have experienced at one point or another where it just feels like something's out of whack and we can't, we don't know why or how to fix it. But the last one that he talks about, and I, it's what I call victim mentality. And this is, it's where you feel like the universe is conspiring against you, you know, when nothing <laughs> is going on right for you. And, and I think that this is probably the most extreme because I think it indicates, you know, a long-term mindset that can be really difficult to reverse, you know. And, and I think it's important to note that it's not impossible, though. You know, for somebody who truly wants to change the way they're experiencing life, they can rewire and change that perspective. But it's important that they recognize that that's, that's where they're coming from and really want to change it. You know, I love that thing about the, what you said about this conspiring against you. And I laughed, not to make light of it, but it really is kind of funny when you think about it because we're a small entity when it comes to the total makeup of the universe. But that just shows you how myopic we can become in terms of what's going on with us and also in terms of the conversations we have in our heads. And sometimes it's the ability to get out of our heads to begin to see what's really because of all that negative self-talk and all those voices and all those things and they're almost always anti-gen or anti-linus it's, it's, it's all this stuff that our inner critic that we can't seem to get control of and after a while we just feel like everything is a how do we begin to turn that around how do we begin to turn around that feeling of that what you call the victim mentality and that feeling of floundering just basically things are out of control and can't get things to work the way we want to what's the first step that we need to be doing to kind of move out of that well I think the first step is to decide right I mean that's really the moment where you take responsibility you know where you stop shifting that responsibility to things that are outside of yourself and recognize that you can be the captain of your own ship I think, though, once you've made that decision, the most important thing you can do then is to surround yourself with like-minded people, right? It's to seek support immediately so that you don't give up on yourself, right? You know, find a like-minded community of people who believe in you and will encourage you. They say that we are um, the average of the five people we spend the most time with, right? And I think a lot of us that hang out in that victim mentality have surrounded ourselves with people who share that perspective, you know, who let us have pity parties, who jump into those pity parties with us, right? And so it's really important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to look at your environment and make sure that it's, it's supporting you. 
you know, that it's going, that the people you're surrounding yourself with are going to cheer you, excuse me, cheer you on and not let you give up on yourself. But you also brought up that inner critic, and that's another little guy we've got to deal with, right? We're going to continue mm-hmm. right. on this journey, you know, so... Um, I think it's important to recognize that that guy's there to protect us. You know, he's there for a purpose, to keep us safe. Unfortunately, having a critic is a little bit like having an autoimmune disorder, right? Because it's hyperactive and it tends to overprotect us. And in doing that, it keeps most of us living small throughout our lives, you know, and so it's, important to recognize that that inner critic is there, but then to learn how to really interpret those signals that your critic is sending you. Because if you you know what they really mean, you can actually use those as a compass to guide you towards your calling or your purpose. Because often those things we fear the most are really those things that that, that will bring the most meaning to us. That's right. Oh, that's so, that's so true. You know, um, I always tell uh, my clients all the time that fear is crippling. Um, and many times we have to learn to do it with fear anyway, just to do it anyway. And, and, and that really does help, as you said, to have people around you that support you to move away from the negative knowledge because the people that will support you uh, when you're into that fear mode of trying to take that next step, but it doesn't feel so great because it feels almost like operating without a net. The people of like minds are going to encourage you to go ahead and, and do it with fear anyway. There's a, a popular uh, lady that I talk to all the time, Joyce Myers, not talk to, but listen to all the time, Joyce Myers. And she's always talking about how fear is crippling us and to go ahead and do it with fear anyway. Because many times it's that one last thing that you need to do that you're fearful about is going to take you to your breakthrough. It's going to help, you know, tell you into that next mode of life that's going to help you live authentically. So, given that, how do you begin to get the motivation to take that first step? What kinds of things do you tell your clients and talk about in your webinars that help to motivate women to go ahead and take To go ahead and take that first step. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I have a webinar series that is about that. I think there are there are certain pieces that we've got to look at, and one of them is, is on that inner critic. You know, is understanding what that critic is there for, and then learning how to respond to it, how to counter it, how to like we talked about use that as um, use it to your advantage, right? I love mm-hmm. that you say, do it anyway, because I don't think we overcome fear. I think the key is really to recognize what the fear is there for and learn to use it as a compass. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really, as a coach, I'm there to, you know, to catch you when you fall, to make sure that yeah. that your your interpreting that fear correctly so that you can use it to motivate yourself rather than to shrink away from it. And I think it's really key to be ready, you know, and, and, and that, that comes from awareness. I think the minute you recognize that you're coming from that place 
you're already on your way, you know, but it's, mm. it's that decision, you know, it's that, okay, I am ready to take responsibility. And I know that place. It, it is a scary place. And there are a lot of people who aren't going to, to uh, plow into that deep, dark forest, you know, mm-hmm. but decide to be one of them. You know, are, which, mm. which person are you going to be? Are you going to be the one that does plow in? And if you are, get that support system in place because we're going to help you. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you the tools and resources that are going to you know, make and that I, journey a little bit easier. I love that idea. Also, yeah. I love that idea. I love that idea of, of providing them with the tools to make it easier to move along that journey uh, because it can be a scary place and it can also be a lonely place. I know when I first started my business, I, I, I say this all the time, I really didn't have a clue in terms of what I It's just that I knew I wanted to do something different than what I had done before. I started out one way, but over time, um, as I began to, you know, listen to that inner voice and pick up on the clues and go ahead and do it with fear anyway, I ended up in the place, you know, where I needed to be. Um, could you share with us maybe some other ways that we can learn to live more authentically? Oh, definitely. Um, and thank you for that because I experienced that same thing. And that's something that I that was an understanding that is actually recent to me, that, you know what, it's not our head that we need to be listening to, to guide us. It's our heart, you know, and that it's mm. okay to not necessarily know where this journey is going to take you as long as you're using your heart as a compass. And this really comes, comes back to those ways to live more authentically because what we know mm. is that to really... Um, be authentic because you've got to do the work. You've got to mm-hmm. be willing to explore yourself, you know, to, to get quiet and to create space in your, in your schedule even. Block it out. Quiet times where you learn to listen to yourself because you have all the answers. We all have all the answers within ourselves. But so many of us are out of tune. We don't know how to mm. listen to ourselves. And that's a practice. And you develop that practice by learning how to get, how to get quiet. You know, do things like meditation, like journaling, you know, explore. There, there are really loads of resources out there. And different things are going to resonate with different people. And this is one thing that I offer and that I love to do is a discovery session to help people, um, to guide them to the resources that are going to be the best fit for them. Because there are lots of ways that you can actively get to know yourself better. But along with those resources, spending that time, that quiet time, giving yourself that space to learn how to listen to yourself is the key, I think, to authentic living. Mm. You know, I love that idea that you just mentioned about, um, you know, getting outside of our heads and getting into our hearts. I, I, you know, and some people say, well, how do you know the difference between, you know, the voice, the voices in your heart and the voices, your husband, your kids, and everything else. But you know what? When you allow yourself to just stop mm-hmm. and not be afraid of the silence, because that's another fear that I had myself and still one that I have to work on every day is making sure that I give myself that silent time. 
I was a friend this morning, and um, she was saying, well, I don't understand why you got to go home to do the show. Uh, you could just do it here, dial in, whatever. And I said, yeah, but you know what? I need to be in my quiet space around my things and my, because I have a prayer room slash office in my room that I really cherish because in this room are all that have gone up over the last seven years that I've been doing this business and all my resource materials. And it's just that vibe that gives me the ability to kind of stop and to go in and just listen to what it is I need to say, or in this case, what it is that I need to ask. But sometimes it's just getting to that point where we make up the decision, as you said, to say, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this for myself today. Basically, putting our own needs and our own self on our calendar. <laughs> so many times we have uh, the tendency to take care of everybody else, and then by the time it's time for us, it's 11 or 12 o'clock at night, and we just don't have anything left. Why is it that you think we have such a difficult time putting ourselves on the radar? Well, I think it's it's expectation. You know, we've been taught that as women, we've got to do it all. But I love what you're mm. ta saying about self-nourishment because truly, can you really be giving? Can you really support those that you love if you are not whole yourself? And the way to be whole yourself is through mm. those nourishing experiences. And that is authenticity. You're right. Those same nourishing experiences are those same quiet spaces that I'm talking about. And it really does look different for everybody. As I was listening to you talk about yours, it reminded me of the things that I've done for myself today. Just before I came in on this call, I gave myself 20 minutes of meditation. You know, this morning I went for a walk by the river. And these, some people call these times strategic renewal. But it's really through these times that we get those messages from our own heart, from ourselves, that keep us on course. You know, that, along with having your values defined, is what will keep you on that authentic path. You know, in your ebook, um, you talked about your aha moment. And, and I remember what my aha moment was when it came to my business. Actually, I've had several. But my first aha moment really aha moment uh, came out of the realization of what I was doing as, for my livelihood because I was um, um, an executive um, working for an HMO in human resources and I had an epiphany which led me on to started me on this journey that I'm on now and um, that really got me thinking about what it was I want to grow up because I realized that there were so many things that I wasn't doing that I needed to be doing. Can I share with our listeners a little bit about your aha moment when you were driving home and all of a sudden you realized something about the changes that you had made in terms of your career? Oh, yes, I know which one you're talking about. It is when I was coming home from the printers because I had um, I'd set up a retreat. It was the first retreat that I'd ever even been to. But this was my retreat, mm -hmm. and I was going to launch my business, and I had created this workshop, and I was driving home, and I, I literally, I had that moment of giddiness, right, because I was getting really used to that. I was like, oh, look at me. <laughs> look what I'm doing. Right, yeah, I yeah. Did, yeah, <laughs> you know, because it felt so good, so energizing, so authentic, right? But then I burst into tears because I, I, 
I had just reached that point where, oh my gosh, I found it. And I can never go back to living a lifestyle that's not authentic. But, you know, I, I realized I wasn't just crying for myself. I was crying for women everywhere who were going through that same um, lifestyle that is not honoring, that's not authentic. And I just, I, mm-hmm. I imagine this world where, you know, more women are living this life, are living authentically. They're in tune with who they are. They're doing meaningful work and enjoying the energy and the joy that comes from making that decision and for making it a priority, you know, and what a different world that would be, right? I mean, I want my children, my grandchildren growing up in that world because when you think about the ripple effect that that will have on our communities and beyond, I really think mm-hmm. it's, it's world-changing, you know, and that's, that's my it, mission. It is. That's, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is world changing. And, and I really enjoyed reading your ebook because I think that sometimes uh, women might think it's too late over 40 or after 50 to make a change in a career. But I'm here to tell you that it's not because I changed my career at 50. I walked away from making a lot of money and decided that in order to save my life, I had to change my life. And I'm, I'm literally talking, I had been diagnosed with a anxiety disorder. I was totally stressed out. And it's funny because I just did a show uh, last week about being addicted to stress. It's funny because I was laughing because I, as I was going down the checklist that shows, are you addicted or not? And I, I, I'm, I'm still a work in progress because according to that, all those questions, I am addicted to stress. But the good thing about it, when, you, when you're doing that work, and you're finding out something that's out of whack or something that you need to change, you have the power within you to change. You can grow, you can discover. And once you're on that road, on that journey of really finding out what lights you up, it's amazing the tools and resources that appear to help you on that journey to continue. Why do you think it's it's time and why do you think it's important for women to find work that and, and to be more excited? Why is that so important? Well, I don't know if you know this, but the Japanese actually have a word for death by work-related stress. They call mm. it Kiroshi, <laughs> and they attribute over 10,000 mm. deaths a year to it. We know mm. that when you go to work every day to a stressful job, that you are creating health problems for yourself because your, your mm. body is constantly dripping cortisol, and we're not designed to function that way. That cortisol is only supposed to flood your body in times of life or death situations. And so when you've got that continuous drip going on, it is causing health problems for you and can literally shorten your lifespan. Um, what, and I love that you say it's never too late because I actually think that it's the perfect time. I think that it's at this point in our lives that we're really ready you know, that we, that, we, um, that we can be more authentic because we know how now. We're ready to go deep. We're ready to know who we are. We're ready to get rid of those things that aren't honoring us anymore. In fact, this is typical for women in their 40s to really mm. take, take the time to look at their lives. This is when everything is up for review. Everything. Mm-hmm. And it's where we let go mm-hmm. of the things that are no longer honoring and serving us so that we can make space for the things that will. 
Yes, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. A long time ago, but I do remember the 40s, which began the start of my journey of self-discovery. But when I got into the 50s, uh, it really became a game changer for me because I was entering into the empty nest syndrome. My kids were all gone and away at school. All of a sudden, I had this time to do the self-introspection that I desired to do uh, when I was in my 40s. Uh, so I feel definitely that it's never too late. It, or Either that or I'm a late bloomer because here I am at 58 and I'm still on that journey of self-discovery and finding out the things that energize me that excite, and finding out the things that help me to live more authentically. And I wanted to make sure everybody knew about your uh, Focus on Authenticity webinar. When is that going to be? Oh, that is um, next Tuesday, August 25th. It'll be at 1.30 Mountain Time. Um, and I mm -hmm. appreciate you bringing that up. Thank you. And that's that's just a, a sneak peek, really, at the webinars that I have coming up in the in the year to help women to make that choice and to make sure that you do have those tools and resources to live that authentic lifestyle. I'd love to comment on what you're saying about those those later mm -hmm. decades because I am a firm believer that yes. as human beings, we mm -hmm. are learners. You know, we don't stop learning when we get out of school. In fact, the minute we stop learning is the minute we stop living. So embrace that identity as a lifelong learner and know that we have lots and lots of stories of people who, that's when they discover their talents, is in their 50s, their 60s, even their 70s and their 80s. People are learning new languages, mm -hmm. learning new instruments, and really uh, finding meaning in their lives. It's never too late. In fact, now is the time. I do that. I truly believe father is um, 83 years old. He has an iPhone, an iPad, a laptop computer. He is more electronically and digitally advanced than I am. And it's really funny because when we get together for coffee or lunch or whatever, this, this is good on one way, but probably bad in another if you're trying to digitally detox. But one of the ways that we've connected is that we spend time together on the internet doing stuff because he's writing his book. I'm writing a book. Um, he still does lectures and stuff, and I do webinars and stuff. So we share information and all that. And my dad is 83 years old. Yet and still, he's still, he's still got through writing his memoirs. It's funny. He's writing his memoirs, and I'm listening to his um, audio, and I'm typing them up and sending them to the ghostwriter mm -hmm. so they can get finished and everything. Mm -hmm. But it's just amazing to me mm -hmm. uh, what you can do. And it really is not age uh, prohibitive. I think what happens is that we tell ourselves, what it is and not do. And many times, you know, that self-talk can be very powerful. And that's why I think what you do is so important, Jen, because you help us to rewire how we communicate with ourselves and how we view ourselves. And I think I, I would I think it's so important to have someone like you to help women in particular are we uh, intuitively searching to find, you know, that peace and that joy that they know they're supposed to have. So I'm, I'm so glad you came on the air today uh, to share with us uh, authenticity and, and why it's so important. And also, I wanted you to tell people about your uh, ebook. I read it. It's, 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 it's a short book, but it's one that I think everybody listening to the program should read because it will help lead you to that aha moment. What is the name of the ebook again, Jen? It's called Why It's Time to Find and Do the Work That Lights You Up. And in it, I talk about the three main reasons that you need 
that every woman needs to do this, you know, and you might be surprised at what you find in that ebook. I appreciate you bringing that up too. I, I am oh, very yeah. proud of that work. You're right. It is short. It's a quick read. <laughs> and I invite everybody yeah, but to that's why I like it too. Yeah, there's there's three key points that I think that everybody needs to look at, and uh, I'm going to uh, sign up to go to the um, Focus on Authenticity web. I'm always looking for more information to try to help me do me. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And, you know, so I, I look forward to you doing Yeah, it. absolutely. Yes, I, I encourage everyone uh, to, first of all, if you happen to be on the show page, you're looking at your iPhone or your iPad, your cell phone, whatever, click on, first of all, Jen's name, and that will take you to her one that has a information about authenticity and how to live intentionally and just some great information uh, to help you move forward on that journey that I know we're all on uh, to kind of discover why we're here and once we discover that, how to, you know, to be successful at that. And also, um, her free earbook. There's a direct link on why it's time to find and do the work that lights you up. And also, there's a link on the, on the page that will take you uh, to focus uh, on authenticity webinar. Uh, so you can sign up for that, too, which is next Tuesday, August 25th. Thank you so much uh, for being on the wellness journey. Jen, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for putting up with all of our um, pre-production jitters. <laughs> Oh, it was great to be on. I appreciate it, Linus. Thank you. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And remember, people, uh, just make sure you take the time uh, to um, um, what Jen has to say by going to the Authenticity webinar. Just click on that link, Focus on Authenticity webinar, and you can sign up and register and find out more about how you can be authentic and more about Jen and her services. I am so glad that you decided to come on this Wellness Journey Live. I always enjoy sharing with you the experts in mind, body, spirit, wellness. And I want to remind you that Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine is coming out this month. This is August of the year 2015, no matter when you might be um, uh, listening to the broadcast. In fact, Wellness 40 and Beyond, and you'll come up with the uh, all the different magazine issues that we have out there available for you to read. And the interesting thing about the magazines are that the information is timeless. If you want to find out more about how to live authentically, how to lose weight, how to you know to strengthen your spirit, how to reduce your stress holistically, how to eat healthy, anything that addresses wellness for your mind, body, and spirit, you will find in these magazines. You had over 185 contributors for the magazine and hundreds of articles, and you'll love what you find. So please go to my website at .biz and subscribe to a Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine, or just Google Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine, and it'll come up with the issues and also the opportunity to subscribe uh, to the next edition of the magazine. Thanks so much for being on the Wellness Journey Live. I really you next. We're going to be talking about uh, nutrition and productivity, how the food that we eat can help to increase our productivity. We're going to have with us Sheila Hawkins, who's going to be sharing with us more information on how we can thrive along this journey to wellness for our mind and spirit. This is Glennis from PraiseWorks and Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. I'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live with Lennis Woods-Mullins. We hope you have enjoyed our show 
and look forward to the opportunity to share with you more information that will help you along your journey to total wellness for the mind, body, and spirit.